This is an AMI podcast. Welcome to Double Tap Canada, the show where blind people talk tech. Have your say. Call us, text us to 844-971-1999. That's 844-971-1999. Tweet us at Double Tap Canada and find us on Facebook. Just search for Double Tap Canada. Now here's your favorite Double Tappers. Oh, hello, hello, hello. Welcome to Double Tap Canada. It is I, Stephen Scott, by with you again this week. Uh, hello to you. Uh, also... As always, Mark Afalalalo. Put that down, Zach. Oh, hi. Hi, guys. How are you? <laughs> Kids are home. It's great, isn't it? Oh. So much fun. Sean of the Shed is here. Hello, it's me. Yes, Sean of the Shed. This is how Thank you're you. known now. You know, you've, you're actually known in the biz, in the world out there, mm, as the Mr. Sean of the Shed. <laughs> the biz that we called show, I am Sean of the Shed. This is yeah. Double Tap Canada. Oh, that's not Hello. it. It was meant to be the other one. Hang it on. It is Double Tap Canada. There we go. Sean of the Shed. Correct. Oh, there we go. Beautiful. If only that would play in real life. Sorry, I couldn't hear a word there. What were you saying? Whenever I enter a room, <laughs> yeah. I want that to play. <laughs> that should there just is. be... Uh, can you get that as a ringtone for yourself? Maybe like a text message? I can do that. Cool. I can send that to him like that. That's Thank so you. Cool. It reminds me of that Simpsons episode where, where Homer was walking around with a theme song the entire time. Yeah. <laughs> or was yes. that Family Guy? I don't remember which one. It was one of the two. <laughs> Probably Family Guy, yeah. yeah. <laughs> anyway, how are we all this week? Are we feeling good? Apple have got an event. Are we I know. Uh, excited? Where did that come from? Right, we, we knew something was likely to happen. The rumor was 26. That's what I thought I was going to be talking about today. Oh, but it's, it's on a Monday. It's next Monday. I know. It's like, that's, and Monday, that's an unusual day for it. Normally it's a Tuesday. No one likes Mondays. Well, I, well, I, love, I love Mondays now. Um, Unleashed. What's, what are they going to bring Unleashed. What are they going to bring Max, I mean, all they have left is Max unless now, they have new on. products. I mean, so you they've... say that, you say that, but what's missing? What is missing in the lineup at the minute that I think they might bring out? A new Apple TV? Mm-mm. A new speaker of some kind? I think iMac Pro is coming. I just said Max. No, no, no. Well, you said Mac, but everyone's thinking MacBook, right? Everyone's thinking oh, no, it's going to be a 14 say, inch. No, it's computers. No, I say inch. Yeah, this, of is, this is an event all about computers. They've uh, uh, talked about everything else. Maybe they'll throw in some kind of updated Apple TV of some kind, but this is oh, all about Max. And maybe a new, maybe a new, um, maybe, maybe a new iPod. No, yeah, that's right. They're going to bring in <laughs> the iPods coming back. Yeah, that's no, right. Just I, for me. I, I, I would laugh at that, but who knows with Apple at this stage? It's ridiculous. I, I didn't even. I thought the October event thing was just not going to happen at all, and then bang, it suddenly lands. But why unleashed? I mean, it, it sort of points towards if they're not selling dogs, then it, it points towards <laughs> that. What, are we looking at a new generation of the M1 chip here? Of course we are. No, 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 no. I'll tell you what it is. I know exactly what it is. It is. Uh, it's a the new... power being unleashed from these new chips. No, no, it's not that. This is um, an oh. AirTag dog collar. That's what it is. That's the unleashed <laughs> part. There you go. See, I would want one of those, actually. I would uh, too. Yeah, Put that down. Way. Sorry. <laughs> God. Working from home. In, in you know, guys, right it, now. It, it, talk to it, me it, about this. Explain this. Because you, COVID, COVID hits people in different ways. Uh, it really does over this past what year and a half now, almost two years. It hits people in different stages. And this fourth wave that we're dealing with here in Canada is unfortunately picking off one child after another in my kid's school. Now, they're not getting deathly ill. They're not even getting big, big symptoms like fever, stuffy nose, nothing, nothing crazy. But... It is picking off kids in my in my kids' school one after another. And the way the rules are here, which make no sense whatsoever, that if one child is exposed to someone who tests positive, and when I say exposed, this means their mask has to be off, so likely they've had lunch next to this child, for 15 minutes or more. So if, if you're having lunch next to someone who tests positive for 14 minutes, doesn't count, don't worry about it. 15 minutes, you're all sent home, to preventively quarantine for 10 days. So that happened to my daughter over 10 days ago. Then what happened is someone else tested positive during this time that she was off in her class. So they shut the entire class down. So two cases and the whole class is gone for another 10 days. So by the time my daughter goes back to school, it'll be like 22 days. 
And then my son, because you can't get a vaccine here until you're 12 years old. However, he's turning 12 in December. And in Ontario, if you're born in 2009, you can get it. We drove him to Ottawa an hour and a half away yesterday to get his first vaccine because it's just going absolutely nuts here. So I have two kids home, one playing video games on the top floor, my daughter doing some kind of schooling on the main floor, and me just yelling at everybody downstairs. <laughs> Is that not normally the case in your house, though? Let's be honest. I mean, No, that's a weekend. Home, and, that's yeah, a weekend exactly. or after 3 p.m., definitely. But I'm, I'm used to having a couple minutes of my own to get stuff done. Just a couple. No, well, you've been spoiled in the past, haven't you? Obviously. That's not what yeah, parenting's all privilege. about. Yeah, I know. But yesterday, I must tell you guys yesterday, because I know you're going to dive into all the stuff that you guys spent money on this week. And mm. I spent no money because my kids are home. So all I've done. Actually, that's not true. I bought lots of Lego. I don't know if we talked about that last week. Well, um, that's 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 not cheap stuff. I mean, no, Lego... I, spent, I spent almost a thousand dollars worth of Lego last week oh, for my daughter wow. just to keep her entertained because they weren't doing online schooling because it was only her that was home. So so here's what I did yesterday. I was doing some sessions for for another broadcaster we will not name, but I had so much fun yesterday because Daniel Craig was on my screen. The Zoom window (gasps) that you guys are in right now, the seats that you guys are sitting in right now on my screen, James Bond was there. Wow. I I did notice a different smell today. Did you? It was a little musky. Yeah, it just had a bit of gunpowder. It felt like someone took the time to wash themselves. I smell martini. And then an hour later... Penn Badgley, who plays Joe on the Netflix series You, he plays a really friendly, likable serial killer. Um, yes, I like that show. It's quite a good show. He was he was here on the same seat, although he was on the screen to the right, so not exactly right. in your seat, Sean. More in your seat, uh, seat, uh, Mr. Uh, Mr. Uh, Mr. What's your ben. name? Uh, Stephen. Yeah, Stephen. Thank yeah. you. Hi, yeah, Mr. Bond. Nice, nice uh, yeah. Have you got a clang sound effect there, Stephen, for all this name dropping? No, all? no, no. I don't know. <laughs> they were here. They were here in my studio, right here. Sean of the chair. That's all I've got. And now you have me. Oh. No, you got you, so anytime you want to enhance anything, just play that. <laughs> Do you know? You remember those DVDs? In fact, videos you used to get, and it would come up at the beginning. It would say THX. I think it was. It would come up. Yeah, with, yeah and of it course. Would have that. Oh, yeah. That's what that sounds like to me. <laughs> <laughs> we'll make it work better. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Insert clang here. <sighs> okay. Do you feel better now, Mark? Now, have you got that off your chest? I love this bit of the show. Um. Do I feel better? Well, that was a little bit of a rant. You know, I'm not blaming you there for it, it. There it is. That's uh, right. Oh, yeah. I don't know. Now, have a, now a terrible movie will start. <laughs> I'm excited for The Matrix, the new uh, reboot. Oh, really? One. I mean, wasn't that Yeah, awful? no, no. Have you, have you watched the preview? No, no, I haven't. No. Okay, you, you know what? You, I, saw, I thought the same thing, okay, when they even talked about redoing this movie or even making a sequel to it. Then I saw the preview. And I saw what's going to come. It looks amazing. Mm, all right. Okay. I'll give it a go. But I mean, Matrix One was amazing. Two and three, absolutely awful. Terrible. I, I agreed. I think everybody in the world agrees with yep. that. Yep. So yep. this is why this fourth one is supposed to redeem itself from those two horrible movies. <laughs> um, but you know what? You can go watch it. We'll wait for you. Okay. Yeah. Back in an uh, hour and a half, two hours. Yeah, it's a trailer. I'm, it's two I'm, minutes. Yeah, oh, the trailer. The, the trailer. Oh, no, not sorry. No. But actually, <laughs> I am very excited about Halloween Kills. Halloween's back. He was dead. He's now back again. Uh, isn't it great? Never saw it. Wow. Will my kids enjoy it? <laughs> no. <laughs> well, do you know what? Compared to what they probably watch these days, it's very light. <laughs> I mean, you know, I think the scariest bit is at one point there's a, a coat hanger involved. I think that's probably oh, it. coat hanger. Yeah, terrifying. It's like a coat hanger colonoscopy. <laughs> oh, right, that's it. That's that's enough. Let's move on. Oh, Lord. Oh. I used to think movies were bad for my kids. People would ask me, they're like, you know, is this appropriate for a child? We're talking about, I don't know, Star Wars or something that was fairly violent. And and then I they watched Cars 3, you know, the Pixar movie mm. that starts with a gunfight on an oil rig. Oh wow! No. Yeah, <laughs> and I'm like, you know that's what? A kids film, I, I, don't know. I think I think if they can watch that and that's intended for them, they're okay with 99 percent of the movies that are out there. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah, right. Look, stick around. We are going to talk some tech this week because <laughs> are yeah, we? Apple, we are. Yeah, no, believe it or not, uh, it's a tech show. Honest, uh, but we're going to get into the Apple event. We'll have a bit more chat about that. Although, really, we're going to talk about that properly next week. It also says on the running order we're going to talk about what Sean bought and what I bought this week. 
But honestly, Sean, for love nor money, I cannot remember what it is I bought that I want to <laughs> talk about. So maybe in the break I'll figure it out. But anyway, we'll stick around. Exactly. There's so much. That's the problem, right? Stick around. Lots more to talk about here on Double Tap Canada. Double Tap Canada will be back after this. Hey, Double Tappers. Want to get involved? Call the show now at 1-844-971-1999 or email feedback at ami.ca and have your say. This is Double Tap Canada. It's a tech show. Honest. Yeah, yeah, you would think that, wouldn't you? Um, I think we have to rename this show at some point. I'm just going to call it Mark's Therapy Hour. That's what I'm going to call it. <laughs> I've allocated, I've used, I've almost used my allocated one third of the time, so uh, right. <laughs> I'll have to give up this next couple segments to you guys, okay? You'll have to relax. Yeah, that's right, yeah. Uh, we do want to talk about what Sean bought this week because... Um, Sean, you've bought something which I have to say I was very surprised at. And I think, Mark, this is the point I'll probably step away and let you guys talk because I, I'm not into this. I don't understand it at all. But you have been buying cryptocurrency, Sean. Explain yourself. Well, you know, I thought it was about time at 48 that I look after my finances and everyone's talking about crypto. So I thought, you know what, Sean? It's time to invest some of your money. And um, You don't I have any money. No, I don't. No. So, well, we'll get to that in a minute. I especially don't know. But <laughs> I, I was looking on an accessible way to buy and trade crypto. And I could not find one out there. Now, this is difficult because in different countries, there's different services available. But I looked at one called Bittance and there was another one as well called Coinbase. And um, the apps themselves seemed accessible. But there was a little bit of a barrier in that they needed passports and photo ID, driving licenses. And you know what? I just couldn't be bothered. <laughs> so I then found PayPal. PayPal, a service that I haven't used in years, but I, I stopped using eBay so long ago and I haven't used PayPal since. But PayPal recently announced that they are now allowing you to buy and sell certain limited amounts cryptocurrency. Um, now, from what I understand, this has been available in the US and I'm assuming Canada for a while anyway, but this is new to the UK. So I thought, you know what? I'm going to give it a go. And it's so incredibly easy. It's almost scarily easy. Um, you can buy Ethereum, Bitcoin, Bitcoin Cash and Litecoin. That's the only four they have at the moment. Uh, so I took, I took a dive into the world of um, investment and I spent 20 pounds on Ethereum. And then I proceeded to watch it just plummet down. It's it's the most it's the most <laughs> the addictive thing in the world. It's like playing a, a slot machine because you open up the PayPal app and second by second you see the, the money go up and then go down. And it drives you absolutely crazy. But I've got to say, it was really accessible. I'm using the PayPal app on iOS. It was totally accessible. It was really easy. I mean, obviously, when you set up your PayPal account, you need to link your bank account and debit cards or whatever anyway. But once you get past that, it's really easy, really accessible. And uh, I bought another £20 just last night. So, um, yeah, I am losing money. I'm hemorrhaging money. But um, uh, this isn't financial advice, let me say. Don't take yeah, any this financial is, this advice is, from me. Okay, I find really interesting about crypto in general is that, you know, trying to understand it is something that I think is just a lost cause. I don't have a clue. I really, I really do. Um, you know, I mean, I understand the basic concept of crypto, but understanding the process of buying and selling and trading and holding, there are so many different apps and different ways to hold your assets and buy and trade it like do you use an online wallet and then you've got to remember your usernames and passwords and you, you hear stories about people losing their passwords and having a bitcoin in there that's now worth fifty thousand yes. dollars like it's just it's it's the stories are endless so it's it's kind of scary getting into it now there was one article i read um and it was a you know a podcasting guy and he said you know if i he gave this piece of advice. He said there's this new cryptocurrency out there called Shiba Inu. Okay. It's something that Elon Musk has been talking about. Um, it's it's sign on this exchange is S-H-I-B. And it's trading at something like 0. Let me look at it here. I can even see. Uh, 0. 0.0004 cents. So 
the recommendation was is that get in on the on the ground floor with this because they're expecting this particular cryptocurrency to jump to at least 10 cents in the next couple of years. That sounds like a small amount, right? But if you go in like I did and buy 200 Canadian dollars worth, <gasps> which got me eleven million and ninety nine thousand eight hundred and four and forty two cents worth at zero point zero 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 four two. Now, just imagine for a second that it does even hit. Let's say it hits. I don't know. Five cents. Let's do the quick math here. OK, you know, four four two. That would mean that I would uh, net out five hundred and fifty four thousand dollars minus, of course, my two hundred dollar investment. Mm-hmm. So five hundred and fifty four thousand seven hundred seventy and twenty two cents. So I said, you know what? Let's throw some money at this that I don't care to lose. You know, I don't mind if I lose it. And I think that attitude is what you need when you go into crypto. Unless you're buying something that you know absolutely, like real estate or diamonds or even like watches, you know it's going to you know appreciate. In, in a case like this, you have to be fully willing to lose that capital that you put into it. Oh yeah, well I but think Sean was definitely Sean was definitely keen to lose twenty pounds. Uh, yeah, no, it's up to sixty. We're eh? talking about money, right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, that's the thing. Look, right, because look, it's it is a lottery, and also there is something with this PayPal thing. You mentioned holding versus actually owning. You don't get the Bitcoin or the the cryptocurrency yourself. PayPal hold that for you. So you don't get the... um, Yeah, they're like a wallet for it. Exactly right. Now, do I trust PayPal? Actually, I do. They've been around long enough. They're big enough that I do trust them. Um, But you don't actually get that money or the cryptocurrency, not physically, but you know what I'm trying to say. You don't actually own it. They're holding it for you. Well, actually, sorry, you do own it. You can take that and withdraw it to your account in cash. Yes, Yes, absolutely. Yes. So they are like a bank. They're like the bank that holds that for you until you decide to do something with it that turns it into, you know, fiat currency. Yes, but I could not take my Bitcoin that I bought through PayPal and send it to you directly. I'd have to withdraw it to convert it into regular money and and use it like that. I can't trade or send cryptocurrency. So there is that difference. But yeah, you're absolutely right. Look, this is so volatile. Who knows? And it seems to go up and down depending on, you know, a certain Twitter feed during the day. It can (laughs) skyrocket or plummet. So all I'm doing is... Because I've stopped taking uh, or having takeaways now, the every twenty pound where I think I would have had a takeaway, I just put it in crypto instead. So, I'm, like you said, it's money that I'm willing to lose. It's the modern way important. because my my mother did this when she she gave up smoking years ago, and she had a little box, a little kind of butter, you know, the the, the butter tub tin, she used to get, tin. and she just basically cut a hole in it, and she stuck on the front of it a sign that said "Cash Not Ash." And you know, every Clever. time she thought she was having a cig- <laughs> thought of a cigarette, she would just put money in it. Um, it was full within a week. Um, yep. And you know, she she bought herself a video recorder with it. I mean, that's how, how long ago we're talking <laughs> here with this. But this is just so bizarre to me. I, I honestly, I listen to people talk about this, and instantly, it's a bit like the coronavirus. You know, as soon as it happened, everybody was an expert. You know, everybody was an epidemiologist at some point. You know, instantly, everybody knew everything about science, and suddenly, it was you know explaining things. That I, I, and still, nobody really knew anything about what they were talking about, and this feels the same way. So you know, sort of NFTs. Yeah. Oh yes. Non fungible tokens. tokens. Right. And, and even that? you know, we need to get somebody on here to to really. Yeah, dumb this do down for me. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think I'm a stupid person. No, well, neither am I. But I, but um, this but I really, I, I really... But do you know what happens? The problem is, it, what happens is people, or these, these things come along, and then there's an instant suggestion that you should somehow know everything about it. Here's my question to you, Mark. If you get to the 10 cent mark in uh, what you've invested in, do you get 500 million, whatever it is, dollars? Does that is that available to you in cash? I mean, is that... I can I can convert it to Canadian, to US dollars and, and withdraw it. We're all going to Canada. Yeah, great. <laughs> When's that happen then? You're going to Canada. I'm going to the Cayman Islands. <laughs> it's a gold rush, isn't it? That's what it is. It's like doing the lottery. It's a, it's yeah. a dream. Who knows? Yeah, but you know, you I, I you know, own, I, right? I kick myself because I had opportunities 
And we all, you know, looking back yeah, and yeah. doing that is kind of stupid. But I had, a, I actually had legitimate opportunities to, uh, you know, buy a couple Bitcoin to, you know, receive payment in Bitcoin years and years ago. Um, and I said, come on, this is stupid. I don't even know what I'm doing with this. Mm-hmm. And and you kind of have to kick yourself a little bit when you see what happened to Bitcoin. But it's the only coin that has skyrocketed the way it has like it went from you know someone buying a pizza with a bunch of bitcoin which yes. is literally how it got value some a bunch of kids in college wanted to get a pizza but didn't have enough cash so they food, said hey it? can we give you bitcoin and the guy said sure and suddenly bitcoin had a value you know x amount of bitcoin was worth this amount of Two pizza slices. yeah yeah <laughs> and that's where it get, and that's where it started so that's you know there was a story about a woman who was paid commissioned in bitcoin to do some piece of art and she got paid 20 bitcoin forgot about it left it you know didn't even remember and then years later like in the past couple of years realized wait a second and found it and had access to it and suddenly you know that 20 bitcoin is worth you know it's fifty four thousand dollars each yeah so, so you can't not kick yourself you know you can't obviously live with regret because you know you can't change the past but when opportunities do come up and you have an opportunity and you could say listen I'm okay to I'm okay to lose $200 I'm fine with it yeah then you I, know I, what I, I'm, I'm I'm really pleased to hear though that you were able to do this accessibly Sean because I think a lot of people are probably wondering okay how would I do this I mean you know it's one thing saying this is an option that is available to you um but you know being able to do it through something like PayPal and you found that to be accessible. I'd be interested to hear if other people have actually tried any of these apps because I know there's lots of them out there, obviously. Um, and you can make your own, right? I mean, you can sort of make your own Bitcoin. I mean, I've got about 20 computers in here. Should I be Should I be um, putting them all together and then trying to <laughs> you can mine make a bank? Bitcoin, yes. But then, you know, the amount of electricity, the amount of time it takes. It, ah, see, there you see, time, you know. Yeah, there's no, there's no get rich quick. That's It's as simple as that. Well, I could tell you, by the way, guys, we're talking about Boring. spending money. Um, I'm going to be spending money, unfortunately. Oh, next on. week, I think because of Apple, I'll probably end up spending money. Oh, of yeah. course. Um, October twentieth, which is next Wednesday, DJI is announcing something. I'm going to end up spending money. Oh, and of course, the Pixel Six is coming. I don't care about the Pixel Six. <laughs> <laughs> Hang on. What are DGI announcing? Uh, we don't. I don't know. They, all they all they sent out was um, it says here's to the dreamers, and it's a picture of some kind of device that has a record button on it. I see a power button, and that's all I see. That's all they've. That's all they're teasing now. They were teasing a new Mavic drone. I don't think this is it. This looks really different. It does not look like a drone. So I don't know. Hmm. I don't know. We'll find out. We'll find out next week. I- I'm going to say it, Mark, and forgive me, but does anyone care about drones anymore? Yes, they do. Do they? Really? <laughs> do they? I Is do. it a thing? I mean, there's so many regulations about it now, when you can fly it and don't you need certificates to fly it or things like you that? Do, listen, you, I find it, um, for me, flying a drone is just a fun kind of disconnect yourself with the world and just do something that I'll never be able to physically do myself. Yeah. I love these. Have you got the one... You probably told me this already, but do you have the one where you can sort of wear the headset and you can see where the thing goes? So I did. I had it for a day. Um, it was called the DJI FPV drone, and FPV yes. flying is a, a big thing in the U.S. Um, where people like take these homemade drones and they bring them through race courses, and and they're quite good at it. And I bought this drone when it first came out. It was available immediately on Amazon, so I bought it. And they have a whole training uh, course. And uh, the training course lets you, uh, you know, artificially fly one of these drones. After trying that out for about 10 minutes, I hit return immediately because I knew that if I actually was flying this drone, it would have been destroyed within 30 seconds of me taking off (laughs) because it doesn't have the assistive systems that a drone has in, in a regular drone has. It doesn't just hover when you let go of the controls. It is fully manual. Uh, So, yeah, you need scale. And who wants you to do? Pop you them do with that? absolutely. You do yeah. again. Who's the time? Things. I mean, let's be honest. Yeah, forget it. Send it back, <gasps> Stephen. Nice. I've remembered what you bought. Oh, thank you. I'm glad. I'm glad you did because it's completely <laughs> gone out of my head. Wasn't it the Apple Watch? Yes. Thank you. That's how bad I am at buying things. <laughs> I actually forgot the thing I bought. You're and right. because there's no reason to buy one. That's why you forgot. That because was it's the a, thing. a pointless yes. purchase. 
You know, that, that sounded so much better on the setup when we, we prepped this show on Monday. It sounded <laughs> so much better on the planning. Um, but honestly, yeah, I bought the Apple Watch and, you know, Mark was like, go go get one. And so I felt bullied into it. And, um, oh, I did Mark. It. Yeah, it yeah, was Mark's fault. fault. Bullying um, at the workplace. I didn't, I didn't do anything. No. No. I will say I didn't spend a penny on it. Um, I bought it through Bitcoin. No, I didn't. But I, I did buy it through <laughs> vouchers uh, because I've been sort of taking stuff back to Apple and I've amassed so many vouchers that I was able to get this. Not just this, I got the iPad mini, the iPhone 13, and the Apple Watch without spending a physical penny, Blimey. which was incredible. But yeah, I got that. So I've ordered the just the basic one. I got it in midnight, which I think is blue. At least I hope it is. It's like a dark, I think it's a dark blue of some I kind. I like that. I like that. So yeah, that'll do. So I'll get that. And and you know what? I, uh, I'm not excited about it. I'm really well, annoyed about this. Why did you this. buy I'm, it then? I don't know. I just felt, I, you know. Because I, we I have, have to, to have for it. work. Exactly. But no. I must admit, there's a, it's a bad day when you're buying it for work in the same way you'd buy a stapler. You know, it's yes. just like, oh, I need to have one, don't I? <laughs> Cheaper than a $2,000 iPad. Yeah. Well, I mean, this is the other thing. My iPad Pro, I think I'm getting rid of it. Because I'm not using it. I love the iPad mini. It is just a joy. Um, I'm not going to use this. So, you know, that's going to go. Um, I don't know. I mean, when it comes to next week with the Apple products, okay, Mark, you have got a Mac Pro, the Intel version, obviously, because it hasn't been updated yet. Um, you've got the big 16-inch MacBook Pro, which I know you're so pleased about having. Uh, you've yeah, got which Mac is mini. a glorified iPad at this point in exactly. terms of how I use it. Yeah. So are you going to buy anything new? You're going to, no, you're going no, to go no, 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 not, not next not? week. I see, see, what I've been doing over the past um, several years, I've been leasing my computers because I want to buy the highest end of whatever it is that I'm buying um, so that I'm not outdated because they do update these every year. And um, so I've been leasing the computers. And when you lease them, you, you pick a two or three year term. And typically at the end of the lease, you either just give it back to them or you can pay fair market value, which is normally higher than you'd want to pay for something. So when I got my 16-inch MacBook Pro, which was two years ago, two years ago in December, um, you know, I spec'd it out pretty high end. So it was over $7,000, I think, with tax. And uh, and I leased it because who's going to shell out $7,000 on a laptop, right? Yeah. Whereas paying a couple hundred bucks a month or $100 a month makes way more sense, especially when you're running it through a business. So I'm stuck in this lease until next December. Oh, that being said, I'm also not going anywhere anytime soon that I really need this laptop or the power in that laptop to be able to do anything, especially when you consider that with the M1 laptops, you can do all the stuff that I was able to do on the 16-inch one, if not more and better. Yeah. So I think that I will definitely, what am I going to do? I'm going to obviously sit on this because I have no choice. I'm sitting on it until, you know, I can return it. Um, I'll, I'll probably go out and buy whatever this is that's new to test it out, but I will not keep it. But I'm I'm really looking forward to that Surface Pro 8 landing in my hand because I think that excites me infinitely more than you know, any new Apple product that's coming out on the, on the Mac side. We are like brothers in computer terms um, because... It is exactly the same for me. I'm not as excited this time around. And all my friends are saying, yeah, come on. You'll be buying whatever's new. You know, Apple will bring out a new MacBook and you'll be swooning over it. I might be, but I think I've just had it with the Mac for now. I've got, I mean, I've got four of them, so I don't really need any more. Um, and I, I just, I'm not, I'm not excited by it. And, you know, look, on the accessibility front, look, let's be mm. totally honest here. I'm not loving voiceover at the moment at all. The new updates are just killing things like Safari. It's not a fun experience. I'm not, I mean, interesting, right? So we use Buffer for our social media, right? And Buffer is not a particularly accessible website. There are a lot of challenges with it. In particular, there's this um, Composer part of it. When you go into Composer uh, to create a, a tweet or, or, or add information or edit a tweet or whatever, um, a little pop-up appears on the screen, right? So you'll see that, Mark. You'll see the pop-up appear. Screen readers like JAWS and VoiceOver don't read it at all. They just they just see it as a big box and they don't really know what to do with it. And the funny thing was, the only way I could get it to work was with Narrator. And um, <laughs> that just made me laugh. You know, I'm thinking this really expensive screen reader on one side and on the other side a Mac, which is you know supposedly fully accessible with VoiceOver, and it couldn't do it. And of course, the problem with a Mac is you don't have the alternative option. You know, 
this is the problem. So I think, you know, where we're at at the moment is, you know, I, I really need a bit more choice on the on the screen reader front, and that is what PC yeah. offers. I also, I'm really stuck, and we'll, we'll come back to this in a moment because we'll take a break because we, we need to do this. Somebody said, Mr. F, I think, told us. <laughs> F being fabulous this week. Um, and, um, you know, I'm going to talk about this because I want to talk about these computers, these laptops. I'm still, I, I go through this every single night. I am on websites looking at laptop after laptop after laptop, and I cannot make a decision because there's so many with PCs. So we're going to get into that. I'm going to, I'm going to put some ideas forward to Mark and Sean, and they're going to ridicule them. And then we'll just end up in the end this quest forever uh, for the perfect laptop. What is it? Does it exist? I don't know. Anyway, we'll get into all that. Plus, there's more feedback to come, and we are going to talk a bit more about Windows 11 and some uh, fantastic uh, And I've got a PSA. A oh, PSA. You, oh, yes. Oh, and, yeah. and we'll do the PSA next, but we also need to find out what's coming up on Shaun of the Shed. New episode coming up as well soon. <laughs> Shaun of the Shed. Thank you. Thank Isn't you. That beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. Stick around. It's all coming up. Double Tap Canada will be back after this. This is Double Tap Canada. Have your say right now. Call or text 1-844-971-1999 or email feedback at ami.ca. Now, back to the show. Uh, now Mark has got a uh, pretty sweet announcement, also known as a PSA. Um, <laughs> That's oh. what I call them, yes. Public. Lady, the, the, my public service, public service announcement brought to you that? by us here at Double Tap Canada. Okay. When something says auto-update, turn it off. <laughs> Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm awful. Do that, not yeah. let anything update by itself. Uh-oh. Maintain control. What's broken? I had friends come over on Saturday. They came over to show us the new dog in our backyard because, well, no one's been physically in our house for two years. Uh, and they were complaining that they couldn't get on my Wi-Fi properly. There was something that was going on. I'm like, what are you talking about? My Wi-Fi is amazing. So I go on to another device. I'm like, wait a second. You're right. There is something going on. So after spending 15 minutes trying to figure out what's going on, I'm like, screw this. I'll deal with this later. Later comes around. And boy, did something happen. Ubiquity, uh, Unify, who make the brand of router and switches and access points that I, I use throughout my home, uh, pushed an update through that completely broke um, DHCP, which is that little thing on a, on a router that gives out IP addresses. Not only did it break everything, but I was forced after Thanksgiving dinner here in Canada, I was up till two in the morning repairing the network in my home. And how do I repair the network? You've got to figure out how to get into the router with command line tools and terminals and back downgrade oh, routers and then it, and then I lost everything. I lost all my configuration. I've lost like port forwarding. I had three networks going on. I have two internet service providers. I've got all my access points which were connected to the old system, so I had to physically go to them and reset them and then He's re an average them manually. User, honest. And then I have now I still have two cameras that are mounted on the sides of my house, 10 feet up on the walls that I got to go to physically reset in order to get them working again. This is a last night. I spent a half hour getting my shower to reconnect to the Internet. This is <laughs> this is hard stuff, guys. You know, when you can't shower because your Internet is down, this leads to a smelly household. So public service announcement. Do not auto update anything. Otherwise, you won't be able to wash your pits. Beautiful. Beautiful story um, brought to you by Marco Flalo and his House of the Future. <laughs> right, priests, time for your PSA. Oh. Sean of the Shed. Thank you. My beautiful assistant, Susan, there. Um, so, <laughs> yes, it's time for episode two of Sean of the Shed. We'll be dropping on the 15th on the AMI Audio Exclusives podcast feed. Search your favorite podcast app, and I have noticed you can now ask your smart speaker to play AMI Audio Exclusives, and it will play. Are you so, sure? Yes, I tried Alexa, it. play AMI Audio Exclusives. Oh, no. I'm not sure which video you Oh, yeah. Ah, prove it wrong. <laughs> I don't. I didn't do anything, but my computer just played that. If, if, if you say, <laughs> if you add the word podcast to the end of that, then maybe it would have worked. But hey, don't worry about it. Alexa, fine. play AMI Audio Exclusives podcast. 
Oh, it just, I mean. AMI audio exclusives from Apple Podcasts. It works. So you know, while you're listening, you can ask me to fast forward or rewind by. Oh, that's so nice. I could ask her to fast forward and rewind. Don't, don't, no. Yeah, that's a good idea. Fast forward. It's It's called Sean of the Shed. This is pretty cool. What's it about? Episode one. Okay, so the first one there, as you heard, was about smartphones. So the Alexa, next. Alexa, off. Thank you. You make it so easy, Mark. I, I'd love. <laughs> so the episode dropping on the fifteenth is actually this was a tough one for me because I I was thinking this could should have been the first episode because it it's, on, it, it's on a device that I absolutely love, and it is of course on smart speakers. They are a must-have. If you're blind or visually impaired, they are incredible. I love them. And uh, I go into detail of what they can do and how you can set one up. Excuse me. Uh, Excuse yes. me. This, this will be online, so you have to remember and say other disabilities are available. Because, you know, you get people upset otherwise. Of course. Uh, well, available. If you want them, you can <laughs> you pick can, them up. You can have it. Do you want a wheelchair? You can have one. Well, interestingly enough, now... I was when I was recording this second episode, I was thinking about, you know, because I was saying how accessible it is by its very nature. A smart speaker is audio only. We interact with our voice, so it's incredibly accessible. But of course, there are people that have problems with their speech and there can be issues from that point of view. But Amazon... And how does a deaf person use it? That kind well, of thing. Yes, that's right. But Amazon are in particular, they're, they are making strides into that. There are certain um, interfaces where you can type to your voice assistant and i did notice in a recent update they are introducing a new feature for people who have stutters where she will wait a longer time before trying to um, mm. send off your command so there are you know there are strides being made in other forms of disability as well so i just love smart all speakers. right priest it's not your they... podcast now all right sorry sorry that's coming up on the 15th of this month Sean of the Shed. Check it out. AMI Audio Exclusives Podcast. Thank you. I didn't have a handy. Hang on. Oh. Sean of the Shed. <laughs> oh, we're going to be sick of that soon, aren't we? Right, look. Um, we um, What are we talking about? Yeah, I wanted to talk about Windows 11. Because, as a lot of us know, Windows 11 is now out, and for some people, it is starting to become available on their computers. But you know, what's the accessibility side of it? Well, look, I will say this: don't want to disappoint anyone here. There's not a huge amount to say. You know, if you know about the accessibility features in Windows 10, you've pretty much got it because there's not a huge amount new here, not many updates. But the Disability Answer Desk, which I think is possibly one of Microsoft's best features. Yep. You know, this is a fantastic, I don't know if you know about this, Mark, but they have a, a specific uh, answer desk set up for people who are disabled to contact. I had this problem ages ago, and this is how I found out about the, the answer desk, was when I'd called up Microsoft support, I was having a problem with a computer that wouldn't authenticate with the product key that I had. And I was convinced it was right, and, I, and you know, it was one of those digital keys, and it wouldn't make, it, just nothing was working. So I contacted support, and they were trying to help me to get through it all. But of course, I was saying to them, look, I'm using Narrator or JAWS at the time. I don't know what to do. And they didn't have a clue what I was talking about. And then they said, have you called the Disability Answer Desk? And said, no, I haven't. So I gave it a call. And they in, they instantly know. Because it's like, okay, what screen reader are you using? Or even if they hear it, they'll say, oh, I hear you using a screen reader. Is that JAWS? And you say yes. And then you, you get the support that's appropriate to you. And it's not just for blind people. It's for anyone who's disabled. So, you know, this is brilliant. And they, they offer Microsoft accessibility. They offer the Office accessibility. If you've got issues with Windows, uh, Microsoft Teams, all that kind of support. There are videos online as well. But they're now doing, which I think is brilliant, uh, a big pile of uh, webinars that are coming up, supporting people who want to know more about uh, Microsoft uh, Windows 11. So uh, October 27th, end of the month, uh, they're doing one at 12 o'clock Pacific time, um, which is uh, going to be a webinar all around web Windows 11 accessibility. And then November 17th, they're doing one specifically for those of us who use a screen reader. Um, that's been run by uh, Jeff Bishop, friend of the show. He's been on, a uh, brilliant guy, uh, 12 o'clock on November 17th Pacific time. You can sign up to all of these online. Just search online for Disability Answer Desk Microsoft, uh, and they are doing accessibility learning webinars. I'm going to attend these because... Uh, I just think it's great to know. Even though you kind of know most of it, 
you'll always learn something. And you get to, you know, do Q&As with the guys as well. So if you've got any problems or questions, you can ask them. They record the whole thing so you can listen to it again later if you miss it. Um, but well worth checking out, especially learning more about the Answer Desk. Just search online for the details. I think it's uh, a brilliant thing. Wow, we're full of PSAs today. It's amazing. I know. But I do, I do think the work they do. Uh, you know, so Microsoft have just done this thing in the UK. don't know if you've seen this. We'll, we'll tweet it out um, at Double Tap Canada. You really have to follow that because all the, the news we talk about here, even things we don't get to talk about here, we, we feed through to the, the social media feed because it is, it's just there's so much news. But Microsoft have just in the UK um, put up site, these, uh, you know these digital signs, which basically looks like a TV on its side. You get these digital signs that appear now in train stations and all over the place. Well, in train stations now in the UK, they have these signs up and the the information being delivered is in captioned, is captioned, but also signed. Oh, so, I heard about this. Yeah, they're doing this as well now. So this is Microsoft are powering this. I mean, this is exactly what you want, right? You just want companies to show how it can be done because it just sets a bar. And that's what's great about what they're doing. And a lot of people criticize Microsoft for one thing or another. Skype, for example, terrible. Um, but, you know, other stuff <laughs> they do. Steady. Is, well, it is. I mean, you know, you can criticize them for things. But, you know, it's always a gentle poke, really, because, you know, on the whole, they do really well and they do brilliant at showcasing and highlighting accessibility and how accessibility can make the difference. And I wish other companies would do it. I, I mean, I know other companies. I mean, Apple do a great job with accessibility, but they very rarely talk about it. Yeah. And I just, oh. it really irritates me. It no, does seem Microsoft have been doing amazing work. Every time we talk about a Microsoft event or a product, you know, there's always something about accessibility. Well, look at the event recently, yeah, with the, the Surface Adaptive Kit, yeah. you know, making main stage. You know? Speaking of which, we're going to be featuring Dave Dame, who's the gentleman, um, who's the director of accessibility at Microsoft. He has cerebral palsy, and he helped design that accessibility kit. We're going to be featuring him on an upcoming episode of Double Tap TV, so you're That's going right. to want to check that out. Well, yes, Double Tap TV. Uh, when's it on these days? 8 o'clock. Tuesdays <laughs> at 8 p.m. Eastern. I, you notice that I didn't play that little jingle today. Did you? I noticed that? that. I was going to ask yeah. you about that afterwards, but now that you've it's brought it up still, during the podcast, I guess still it's still in the email you sent me. Uh, it will make it email. one day on air. I promise you it will. Uh, now, speaking of Google, uh, well, actually, Google in this case, now I think about this, uh, YouTube have announced new audio features aimed at making videos more accessible. Now, this is pretty cool as well. So... YouTube obviously have thousands of millions of videos online, right? But audio description isn't something that's part of it. Other languages isn't often a part of it either. And um, this is all going to change. They are going to offer the ability for creators to add multiple audio tracks, meaning we could have audio described content on YouTube. Now, Sean, am I right or wrong? Is this new? Because I thought this was new when I read it. I thought this is great. And then a lot of people said to me, this has been out for ages. It's just, it seems to now just be becoming a worldwide thing. Yeah, well, I I was one of those people. I thought, hasn't it always had the ability to add uh, multiple audio tracks? But no, I don't think so. And it's nothing I've used before because there was never any audio described content on there. Um, or maybe it was a case of, you know what, I just assumed there would never be. Mm. Um, but there is something because they're also offering the auto um, captioning on videos. And I, that's always been available, but it was before it was only available to channels with over i think it was a thousand subscribers so i don't know why they would have that cap on for an accessibility feature anyway but now they've removed that so you know wh whoever uploads a video to youtube can have it so there's auto live subtitling going on on their video which is fantastic um when it comes to the multiple audio tracks so they can have audio description i love it I love that it's there. I just worry about how many people are going to use it. It is very much the, you know, like the Twitter alt text for imaging. It's, how a, lot many more, it's a lot bigger than that, though, isn't it? I mean, to add audio description to a film is a huge amount of work. And, well, and to, when you're asking add... individual creators to do it, I'm not saying it shouldn't happen. I, I absolutely think it should. But it does put a lot of effort or a lot of work on the creator and how many would do it. Well, that's that's the argument we've been having with you know media creation, movie studios, TV studios for years. You know, oh, it's extra work, and how many people actually care? It shouldn't matter. I, I can, I don't know. Yeah, I worry on the take up of this, but look, 
the ability to add it is going to be there. So, I mean, we got to take little victories, right? Yeah. No, I agree. I agree. Well, let's see how we go. Uh, look, stick around. We're going to talk about um, Dell, Acer, Asus, HP, all fantastic companies that create great computers. But which one should I buy? We'll get into that in your feedback next. This is Double Tap Canada. We'll be back in a moment. This is Double Tap Canada. Now, back to the show. Okay, guys, what computer should I get, right? Because, you know, this Microsoft Surface Pro 8 is just, it feels like it's haunting me because everyone's saying it's great and it's wonderful, but it doesn't have the insert key. So I'm just, let's just park that for a second, right? Because I know you're all going to say, this man doesn't care, who get cares? Over it. I get care. Over I care. It. I want an insert key. I want, an, actually, more importantly, I want a number pad. That's what I really want in my laptop. I want a good keyboard, a good keyboard, and I want a number pad on it. So, hang on, hang on. How many keyboards have you got? But is it, okay, but look, I know Mark seems to be perpetually stuck at home and cannot get out anymore because Canada seems to be in some kind of weird whenever we decide we're in lockdown mode. Um, but in the UK, we've given up on the virus. We're all, it's freedom, baby. We just back out. <laughs> You're so Screw cool. the virus. Come ahead. That's our approach. Come we've on, we'll up. take you all on. Coronavirus, flu, we don't care. Ah, yes. Okay. So for so that we... reason, we can get back out again. And we can... Oh, and, so for that, talk... and, and, and I'm talking about actually using it as a portable laptop, yeah. Right. Okay. Okay. No, that's fair enough. So why do you want a numpad? Is it purely for the screen reader functionality? I think so, yeah. I mean, I think... I, I know a lot of JAWS users will say a number pad makes such a difference. And I think it does. I, I really miss not having it. The actual... You know, using the number row doesn't bother me too much because I just stick a few lock dots on the numbers, like number four and number eight, and then I can navigate yep. my way around. So that doesn't matter. I mean, I've got this. this um, it's actually over here somewhere. Where it is? Um, I've got a Lenovo <laughs> something. It. I've got a Lenovo something. It's the same one you've got. Whatever that is, it's the same one, right? I, I don't know what it is. P45s or something like that. Yeah. The P45. It's a it's one of the ThinkPads. Laptop. Yeah, it's one of the ThinkPads, and it's a nice machine. Really nice machine. Um, I'm just not loving the keyboard on it, and I kind of wish I had the number pad. So some would argue just buy a bigger version of that. Okay, maybe. Yeah. Um, but yeah, basically, I, I, I think from from my point of view, uh, I think I definitely want to get something that is... Um, I, I'm thinking Lenovo. I'm thinking possibly... De I mean, Dell XPS I was thinking about, because I know they're very good computers. But the, the, it doesn't have the number pad. So the only option I really have there is maybe the Dell Inspiron 16 Plus, which I think is probably... That's the kind of newer version. It's nice. It's got the big keyboard. Um, I don't know. I, the problem with laptops is, you know, you, you kind of want to try them all, but, you know, and, and there's very few places, especially here in the UK, to go and try them anymore. Um, so, And you don't want to just buy stuff and keep sending it back. I know I could, but, you know, you could. Just be, you'd be in that perpetual thing, right? And and are we ever happy, really? Let's be honest. But, I mean, what do you need it to do? Because... What you not doing much, where... not much. This is not going to be a machine I would say I'm going to be doing. It's going to be fairly admin-based, I think. So it could be very low-rent. It doesn't have to be a particularly powerful machine. Uh, I mean, you could basically get anything you like. You could get a Chromebook, Stephen, if you've still got one of those somewhere. I've still got a Chromebook. I turn, talking... it, I turn it on occasionally just to you know visit it and see how it's doing. And so then what it is... To realise it is... it's terrible and turn it off. It's not, it's not terrible. It's different so you <laughs> what you're looking for is more the design and the keyboard that's more important it's, it's well it's, just... it's the portability yeah and everything else and the problem when you start adding number pads is the computer gets big right because you're, you're looking at 15 absolutely laptops. yes and that's the kind of and, and i think i've just had to accept that's where i'm at which means i have to buy a new backpack <gasps> more toys um yeah <sighs> this is the problem it just it's absolute nonsense oh anyway, look uh, uh, this conversation will continue forever because i can never make my mind up on this but i do want to bring in rebecca's email who's talked about the uh, she, she's installed windows 11 on her computer she says i love the windows 11 sounds and the start menu oh that's interesting um, but the settings app is going to take some getting used to yes it has changed a bit um she says when i enter the settings app i've noticed how microsoft services take priority after the system button, I really wish Microsoft would replace input and output with speaker, headphone, and mic. Uh, let's get some natural language in Windows, she says. Um, Fair point. Windows 11 works great on my Lenovo laptop, and it's with its 11th gen processor and AMD um, Ryzen 5 uh, 3500U processor, but not so well 
on my Surface Laptop Go with an Intel i5 10th generation processor. Mm. Unit That's got surprising. hotter than usual and I immediately reverted back to Windows 10 on that machine. JAWS 21 is working well on my Lenovo, but was sluggish on my laptop Surface Go when I installed Windows 11. Uh, once I downgraded back to Windows 10, JAWS 2021 became more responsive on the Surface Laptop Go. Maybe I'll try upgrading that unit again once JAWS 2022 comes out. I really hope Microsoft refreshes its line of Surface Laptop Go machines by replacing the Intel processor with the new AMD Ryzen processors. It doesn't get nearly as hot as the Intel mm. processor. Yeah, I totally agree with that, Rebecca. That's the thing, right? That's the problem with Intel processors. They just get so warm. The other thing is a lot of people are saying they're kind of waiting until JAWS 2022 is out and then they'll make the move because at the moment, JAWS 22 is in beta. So it's still got its own problems. And, yeah. you know, if you're using that machine for functionality, if you're using it for everyday work, you probably don't want to be making that move. JAWS 21 does work, but, you know, Rebecca's saying there, interestingly, that on slower processors, that might make sense that on a slower processor, it will be slower. But she's comparing Intel and AMD. Now, I've heard some reports of AMD processors where it's actually run slower. More generally, the system runs slower on an AMD than an Intel, so that's interesting. That's right, yeah. On the, I think that was the desktop version of the AMD. Um, some AMD processors, there does seem to be a problem, but they are they are aware of it. So I don't think it's a major issue, but yeah. Well, look, uh, lots more, uh, of course, as we, uh, we're pretty much taking over AMI, I think. You know, we really are, because, you know, we've got the we've got Shaun of the Shed podcast, uh, which is available uh, this week. Brand new episode, which we're very excited about, all about smart speakers. Sean does a fantastic job. Go check that out by searching for the AMI Audio Exclusives podcast. Um, obviously, we've got Double Tap TV as well. Well, like a virus, but the good kind, like a good one. A good virus, yeah. A good is virus. There, is there such a thing? There it's is a nice no... virus. A friendly one. It's a friendly Scottish tartan <laughs> virus. Um, this sounds terrible. Uh, look, thank you again. <laughs> we'll be back next week, maybe. We say this every week. We, we honestly don't know. We just we just see what Mr. F says after it's done. Yes, um, I think Mark's already gone. I think Mark's done. <laughs> He's out, yeah. He, are, you, are you gone, Mark? Yes, he is. Okay. Uh, uh, we'll be back again next week for another Double Tap Canada. Bye. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening and keep your feedback coming. Call 1-844-971-1999 and leave us a voicemail. Email feedback at ami.ca. We're also on Twitter at Double Tap Canada and on Facebook. Can't wait till next week? Ask your smart speaker to play Double Tap Canada or listen on the podcast app of your choice. Thanks for listening. Catch you again next time. This was an AMI podcast. For more accessible media, visit AMI.ca.